I'm not about that like PC thing where you don't call people whores. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't gotten over it. Because I love it. I I think it's excellent. Oh god damn, I already ran out of water. You know what? It's hard life. What do I do? Do I go get water? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna bring the whole jug because we have a jug. Because that's what life in Russia is like. I'm here. I also brought a baguette. Can we start recording? Because I'm just feeling like a poet, you know? Things could just come out of my mouth and we could have not recorded them and then completely regret it later. Yeah, that would be sad. So many good things. Are we recording? Yeah, I've been recording for the past two minutes. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So much good stuff about sluts. <laughs> this is the meat of the podcast. <laughs> have, you ever, have, you ever caught your, have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This shit feel like I won't ever make it home Graphics back up, I got to get off of this road Flipped on the gas, I swear to God, I'm in my zone Can I go first? Yeah, sure. This is She's in Russia. I'm Lily and I live in St. Petersburg. And I'm Smith and I live in Brooklyn. I set up a answering machine. That sounds weird. But a Google voice number that you as an audience member can call and leave a comment or a question that you have on a Russia related topic. And if it's good enough, we'll play it on the show. And the number is 347 292 7126. Again, that's 347 292 7126. I love how you say if it's good enough because, like, we're not going to have that much to choose from. So, I'd be like, so, actually, if anyone really, really anyone has a, just a tiny desire to call, they should because we'll most it. likely you'll be the one. Smith, just a note here a very important note about terminology. I just realized it's not called an answering machine unless it's a physical machine. It's a voicemail box if it's like a internet thing. You see? Okay, voicemail box. But I like, see I like, how smart I am? I like you going back to the days of lore. Of your? Of lore. <laughs> oh my god. I, okay. Okay, so what's the format of the show this week? So this week I'm going to tell a couple of rambling anecdotes from my life in St. Petersburg. And... Smith is going to tell me about what's happening in America, in American politics, because uh, apparently some shit's going down. So today I like, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I wanted to just have like a nice day where I just go and run my errands and it was just like, I did do that, but I did it in an extremely ineffective way. <laughs> mostly that well it was raining but i really wanted to bike and i've been using the city bikes oh there's city bikes in st Petersburg. yeah and i mean seasonally they they last from may to i think may or june to october um and because otherwise in in the other months it's not very pleasant to bike you have to have a lot of gear to be covered because it's going to be like slushy or rainy or something you have to have good tires 
yeah, basically I decided to like run my some or go between my errands on a bike. But then like I well, first of all, my errands, <laughs> I wanted to just I wanted to like go to a bakery and get some nice bread and then go do a couple of other things and just like every errand I went on failed like every bakery I oh. there's a few bakeries in my neighborhood that I've like walked past and I'm wanting to visit and I like peeked into them on the way and like none of them looked good and I finally went into this like faux French one where they're like you go in <laughs> you go in through a like it like shares a door with a sushi shop <laughs> wait does it have like an Eiffel Tower in its uh, logo and stuff no, but it's called like Jean Pan or something like <laughs> bullshit. But in Russian, it's it's spelled in Russian. But um, oh, that's funny. when you go in, like the lady behind the counter says bonjour. <laughs> oh my god! But then anyway, everything was like uh, didn't look very good. But I wanted, I wanted to have this experience that I was like, I mean, there are nice bakeries here, but I just like wasn't near one. But I just wanted to like force it. So I go in and through this like sushi chain. Actually, it's like a city chain anyway you <laughs> it smells like horrible like it smells like shitty fish and then you go in she says bonjour and then i'm like hi and then i get this like i end up getting this like it's <laughs> like salty cappuccino i'm like what like, why was it salty it just was no no no. i ordered a regular cappuccino first of all the cappuccino was made like she just pressed in one of those automatic machines you just press a button and it just <laughs> And then, and then I got, um, I was like, getting, I got like a, I hadn't had breakfast. So I, like, <laughs> so I got a cinnamon roll, which actually was, was really good, but in a sort of fake way, like in a way that you feel like it was frozen, but it was still yummy. Um, and no, I think that they actually make their things though. And then I also just because I was like, okay, I'm determined to like have my Saturday morning experience at a bakery. I'm like, I'll have a baguette. So I get this baguette, which, which honestly, like, I I immediately try it because that's who I am, and it just tastes like really plain, like really basic bread. It's just like basic, basic, but it's okay. It's not like hor- It's not like grocery store baguette. It's not like soft. It has a little crust. So my other errand is that I need to take this backpack that I've had for a while. Remember that backpack that like is um kind of fake leather and like it I got looks it like a soccer got... ball. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a like a vintage soccer ball, and I got it from like a boutique I used to work at. Yeah. So <laughs> Mumi peed in it. <laughs> this is literally my life. So I mean, he didn't even pee. This he, he must have sprayed before he was neutered because it's like really really. Awful, pungent smell. Pungent. Yeah, pungent cat piss smell. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to finally take this goddamn thing to the dry cleaner. So I go to the dry cleaner with this baguette in one hand <laughs> and my salty cappuccino in another. <laughs> and the dry cleaner lady is like, she's actually, she was really nice about it, but she was like, yeah, I don't, we don't, we can't clean backpacks. And like, she told me another place that maybe would do it, but she was like, People don't generally do that. But I didn't mention the cat piss. So then I walk all the way. I'm still walking. I haven't got the bike yet. I walk all the way to the place she tells me to. And they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, no, 
cat pee is just impossible to get out. <laughs> and some lady in line behind me goes, try vinegar. And I'm just like, all right, people, I don't care about those backpacks. Anyway, I threw out the backpack. Uh, sad. Wastefulness. I'm just like trying to get rid of the backpack. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm thinking of the best way to get rid of it. Like leave it by the side of a trash can. I'm like hoping I pass a person who's looking for food. Are there many of those people in St. Petersburg? Not, not really, honestly. It depends on the, where you are, like outside of like maybe near like a train station or a church. You would have see people like potentially begging. Yeah, I didn't pass anyone. But anyway, I, got, I ended up getting the bike and then like in my bike journey, I found a bread factory. It was like the whole trip was all about bread. I ended up going to another bakery before I found the factory because I was like, I have to buy. I like know this good bakery and I had already walked all the way to the like other side of my neighborhood to go to this dry cleaner. So I like went to a good bakery, bought a good loaf of bread. <laughs> so now I have two loaves of bread. <laughs> that that was ciabatta. It's like really decent ciabatta and it costs 25 rubles, which is, well... 50 rubles is a dollar, so 50 cents, so that's not a lot. Yeah. Oh, and then I I got the, like, so I got the bike from over there because I was like, oh, I'll bike back across. I'll just, like, it will take me, like, no time, and I'll go back towards my house. And I go all the way over there, and, and I ended up, like, just, I have time, so I'm just biking around, and I, like, discover this bread factory. And it's a, it's a, it's a factory that I, like, recognize the logo of. They sell bread in, in a lot of shops. You know, they sell, like, sliced bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a lot of shops. But it smells really good, and there's, like, a little window, as there always is, near these factories where they sell fresh bread. So I'm, like, so excited. And I, oh, like, they sell bread directly out of the factory. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, a thing. And I'm, like, super excited. And it's, like, so it's, remember, it's raining. It's drizzling. It's not horribly raining, but it's, like, not a nice day. And I'm, like, prepared for a gruff meeting because usually ladies who work there at these kinds of places aren't, like, the most cheery, tend not to be. So I'm like preparing myself and just as I expect, I like poke my head in the window and she doesn't at all acknowledge my existence <laughs> at all. And I'm just like, hello? <laughs> like, and she's like, turns and she's like, what? And oh wait, and over, <laughs> over the window, there's a sign that says fresh bread is like always here, like always available oh, or something. that's nice, that's nice. Um, well, not really. So I, <laughs> I poke my head in and then she's like what and I'm like fresh bread <laughs> mind you I have two loaves of bread with me <laughs> hello I'm on a bread tour of your nice city I don't know why I, this this wasn't a planned bread tour but it's what happened so I'm like I'm like fresh fresh bread can I have some and she's like no there's none no and I was just like but I like keep on my cheeriness because I'm like prepared for this. I'm prepared for this like iron resistance. So I'm just like, oh, but normally you have it, right? Like when and she's like, on the weekends you need to come in the morning, like. And I was like, okay, like what 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 time or something? I'm kind of still being like conversational. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. She's just like, come in the morning. I can't tell you when it will run out. I have no idea. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like that was the. Bye. She was just like really yeah and then I just said thank you and left so that was also failed okay can I just tell you okay another anecdote really quick um about biking I was biking on the same bikes but doesn't matter I bike past this lady and she's on the phone and as I bike past her she drops her credit card like I see it drop okay 
And yeah. I'm like, excuse me, I'm like kind of in motion, but I'm on the sidewalk, which people get annoyed about. But like, sometimes you have to do that. Like I'm on a busy street and it's just really dangerous to be in the street because there's no bike lane. So I'm on, and the sidewalk is really wide. Like it's fine, but I just have to sort of weave through people. Okay. I don't really support you, but can you? Okay. But in this case, I was, I was like temporarily on the sidewalk, just relax. And it's a big sidewalk and there's plenty of room between me and this woman, but I see her drop her credit card. So I like kind of like turn turn towards her as i'm biking and i'm like you something like you dropped your credit card and i'm kind of like pedaling slowly so she can hear me and she doesn't mm-hmm. like hear what i say i guess and she like looks up she's like on the phone she looks up and she just gives me the finger <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> she gives me the finger but i'm like so i'm like i i'm like really kind of immediately shocked and like pissed because I'm like I'm trying to help this woman so I end up like, don't you know what's good for you I'm trying to help you uh, yeah and I end up like I'm kind of ahead of her at that point and I end up stopping getting off my bike and like coming back and she's still on the phone and she like looks at me because she's like she's surprised surprised she's like oh yeah. this girl's about to start some shit and I'm like you dropped your credit card and and she's like oh and she, like, turns around and I just, like, leave her. Like, it was just a, <laughs> yeah, I just bike away. But, like, people turned and, like, looked at us. Like, it was a little bit of a scene. Um, yeah. But yeah she, she obviously thought that I was saying something about her getting out of my way or something, right? Right, like, like excuse me. <laughs> ding, yeah, ding, she, ding, bike coming like, through. Fuck you. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> That's really oh funny. Yeah. That, but I hate that. I mean, you know how I feel about people giving each other the finger but in that close proximity is one of my least favorite what do you what do you feel about people giving each other the finger bad it just i've told you this it just feels like really violent you know i don't remember us having this conversation yes we definitely used to have this conversation because you would flip me off and i'd say please don't do that and then you stop doing it oh smithy i'm eating my baguette right now (laughs) (laughs) which one oh right the 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 shitty one the baguette Yeah, I mean, it's just like this past like week, week and a half has been so absurd. I don't even know what the word for it is. Like, I feel actually that there's probably a good Yiddish word, but like, it's like a combination. (laughs) No, It's (laughs) it's like a combination of like a circus. It's just like feels like complete mayhem so like a lot of different veins of things happened this week and i'm basically just gonna go through them and i have some clips to play and i have some stuff to read from i'm so, so excited we'll start... it's, it's, gonna really it's, it's gonna be good men yeah i think it's gonna be good okay so the first is it a mensch, <laughs> a mensch. <laughs> no you're a mensch you're a mensch your mama's a mensch okay so the first one is that trump spoke at the boy scouts annual jamboree Okay, so I'm going to play a clip from it. And I've I've edited together different pieces. So it, these didn't happen in succession, but they kind of go together. It's only like two and a half minutes. Ready? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. The fake media will say, President Trump spoke, and you know what this is, President Trump spoke before a small crowd of Boy Scouts today. 
That's some, that is some crowd. Fake media, fake news. By the way, just a question. Did President Obama ever come to a jamboree? And we'll be back. We'll be back. The answer is no, and, but we'll be back. And I'll tell you what, we are indeed making America great again. What's going on is incredible. We had the best jobs report in 16 years. The stock market on a daily basis is hitting an all-time high. We're going to be bringing back very soon trillions of dollars from companies that can't get their money back into this country, and that money is going to be used to help rebuild America. We're doing things that nobody ever thought was possible, and we've just started. It's just the beginning, believe me. You know, in the Boy Scouts, you learn right from wrong, correct? You learn to contribute to your communities, to take pride in your nation, and to seek out opportunities to serve. You pledge to help other people at all times. In the Scout Oath, you pledge on your honor to do your best and to do your duty to God and your country. And by the way, under the Trump administration, you'll be saying Merry Christmas again when you go shopping, believe me. Merry Christmas. Oh my God. They've been downplaying that little beautiful phrase. You're gonna be saying Merry Christmas again, folks. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> oh my god. First, I have, I... Can you stop uh, eating your bread? No, it helps me through these difficult times. Okay, um... Holy shit. <laughs> First of all, do they always play that kind of music? Yeah, that's like the presidential song. When are we going to stop doing that? Because it really feels like when we do that... It's reverential. It sounds so old and outdated. It's, it's <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like I, I just felt like... I honestly just felt like I was listening to a clip from, a, like, from 50 years ago. Well, yeah, and especially because it's at a Boy Scouts jamboree. And there was like 40,000 people there. You know, it's like a bunch of What's Boy Scouts. It's like a celebration. Okay, so just the music aside, because the music is not connected to this, to Trump particularly, right? That's just what American presidents, what we play. Because we're just ridiculous, yeah. like, grandstand band country. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Part of my shock, I think, is coming from the fact that I, like, 
I tend not to listen to this kind of thing ever. So I just like, don't have a lot of context for it. The other part of my shock is coming from the fact uh, that was definitely Trump speaking, right? Like, yes. Like I took, I watched the video and I took clips from it. <laughs> you thought maybe it was like a comedian doing an impersonation. Yes, I like. I'm having trouble believing that that is real. Like the whole thing. All t- oh. okay. So starting with the fake news comment being the first thing that he says. Remember, I edited things. So that wasn't the first thing. He started just by being like, thank you for having me here. He like thanked a bunch of people. But that was oh, one of the things okay. he said within it. And pretty soon out of the gate, he said he brought it up twice. He brought it up like they're going to say the crowd is small, like probably two minutes in. And then I think that clip was from later. So has Obama been to a jamboree? <laughs> I guess not, according to Trump. Oh, come on. <laughs> Obviously, that's not the person that we should be. <laughs> I don't, the know. Is, I don't nope. know. Oh Let's wait, see. so a couple of things I noted. Obama. Is that- also, like, why is the Boy Scouts Jamboree like the uh, standard for presidential appearances? <laughs> if you haven't been Ted Jamboree, then you're just not a real president. You're really just not part of the people. No, but he's like, I, obviously, I get what he's saying. A, I seriously doubt if he's at the Jamboree that Obama wasn't at the Jamboree. Like, that's whatever, and it doesn't matter. Uh, and B. Oh God, it's just it's so childish to come to do that too. Wait, hold on. I just I found it an uh, article titled "Watch President Obama's Message to the 2010 Boy Scout Jamboree." All right, hold on. Of course, on. he's been to the fucking jamboree. Jesus. The answer is no. The answer is no. No. I actually thought that was Alec Baldwin. Trump was correct that Obama never attended the jamboree in person, but Obama did record a video message for the 2010 jamboree, which marked the Boy Scouts' centennial celebration. You know what? That's not good enough, Obama. That's not good enough. We're going to need your physical presence I mean, at the jam. Buri. I just... <laughs> at the jam. I just, like, if a president doesn't go to a jam, then I just don't feel secure that they really care about the American people. Yeah, because obviously the Boy Scouts is basically where we raise good Americans, where we grow them. Right. Seed right. <laughs> and water, flower. Exactly. Well, the the one, obviously the one comparison, and you should go and listen to like more of it because it's like he, he basically like oscillates between praising the Boy Scouts, which is nice. It's like a triumvirate. He, sa- he says nice things about those Boy Scouts. He talks in those really gentle terms about finding what you're passionate about, doing that, because then it will never be work. And then he talks about, like, his political stuff. So he, like, talks about killing Obamacare. And he talks about the election, of course. And then there's one part where he tells this story about this formal former, like, real estate person. Um, and he's like... And then he had a pretty good life. You know, he, he, you know, he sold his company and he had a yacht. And well, I'm not going to tell you what he did because you guys are Boy Scouts. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So the fallout from this is that the chief of the Boy Scouts or whatever it's called, like, apologized on behalf of him. And then, of course, a bunch of people made the comparison between him, between the Hitler youth and this situation, which obviously that. Yeah, Yeah, but because because all the youth organizations have a creepy side and everyone knows it. And. Yeah. The Boy Scouts are not, like, exempt from that. Um, no, and they had, like, really fucked up shit about, like, it, it was, like, the, they didn't integrate until the 70s, I think. And they didn't allow, like, gay kids and gay... Um, what about black people? That, that's why I said integrate until the 70s. Oh, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't... Sorry, I didn't know that was a term. Excuse me. I'm you a- don't know what integration means? 
Oh, I guess I do yes, know what it means. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just didn't. It's think just I, in this context. It was confusing. I thought I, when you said it, I was thinking gender, but that doesn't make sense because there's girls. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then just like they had, they didn't allow uh, kids to be openly gay or oh, scout yeah. leaders to be openly gay in, up until like a few years ago, I think. But but okay, so a couple of things that in that clip was that he said. The, well, I know he's talking about his administration, but it's still like funny, this like royal we thing that he was using when he was like, no, he was never here, but we'll be back. We'll be we'll back. We'll be back. We're here. We, <laughs> we love it. We, me and my toupee are here. And we'll be back. We'll be back. That's like his ideal situation though. Like a 40,000 children just cheering for him because like they don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but they can pick up on the cues of other people in the audience and like when they're supposed to cheer. And like, I didn't play any of this, but in times where he's not speaking, people, there's one time where people say, start chanting, we love Trump, we love Trump. And another time where they start saying, USA, USA. Fucking great. Wait, one thing I want to ask is just a quick analysis of the Christmas comment. What he's saying is that everyone's like that it's it's basically like an anti-pc thing right he's like saying if you're christian you're allowed to just assume that everyone else is christian because not assuming everyone is christian would be too pc is that right yeah just like the switching to happy holidays it's like we're gonna it's a war on christmas and we're gonna start saying merry christmas again but like okay but but let's what like so you're supposed to assume that everyone is christian i don't want to like go into analyzing the Okay, sorry. The, the psyches follow- of so people who got- care about say Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. But who, 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 who? Why did they apologize? Because he, because he actually, because he's insane. I mean, isn't that? Isn't I mean, that Trump didn't. Champion? Trump didn't. Trump didn't apologize. Yeah, but he's at the Boy Scouts. Like, you can't get up there. Basically, the the chief. I I want to say his. It's a chief, but whatever. The the head of the Boy Scouts issued an apology for like his political rhetoric that he used. Like, you're not supposed to be politicizing the Boy Scouts. It's a sacred institution, the Boy Scouts. Everyone ring your bell, everyone and a bell. Welcome the lady that he loves the best. Next to New Orleans, living on Jackson, Queens. Maverick is a legend of the West. Maverick is a legend of the West. Let us now move on to the next talking point, okay? okay? So, you know you know John McCain is, right? Oh my god, Smith, come on. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So, how John McCain know, How would I have like come on? Okay, so John McCain like a, a week ago about was diagnosed with brain cancer. Or he was diagnosed before, but he announced it a week ago, okay? Mm-hmm. So, he was in Arizona getting surgery and then a, a few days ago there was a a vote during the late afternoon on whether or not Congress would basically talk about or debate repealing Obamacare with no replacement. So the past few months, they've been trying to repeal and replace at the same time, and it keeps being unsuccessful. And so they're like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to vote on if we can just repeal it, basically. Like, that's not the vote that would actually repeal it, but that they would say, okay, we're going to talk about repealing it. Okay. And what would happen if there was no Obamacare? There'd be just no state health care? I mean, Obamacare isn't necessarily state health care. Like, I think some states have state-sponsored health care, but Obamacare has more to do with, like, 
what insurance companies are required to cover and what are like, what is the word for it? Like preconditions. Defining them. Yeah, defining them and what your work has to supply you, et cetera, those sorts of things. Okay. What are the, wait, just what are the Republicans' argument against it? Can you summarize for me? Yeah, I think that they're saying that it's causing an inflation in premiums. What is that? Premiums are just what you pay for your health care. More money for yachts, less money for premiums. But, <laughs> right. But basically all the Republican proposals and arguably like Obamacare has some problems, I guess. I don't I don't know the details enough to explain it to you on the spot. But all the Republican proposals over the past few months that have inevitably failed, like have been predicted to have like anywhere between 20 and 30 million people lose health care coverage in the next decade. OK, so they're bad, bad, bad. OK. So so basically, there's this vote. Are we going to talk about repealing it? And John McCain flies from Arizona to D.C. to vote on this. And he votes. Yes, he votes with the Republican side. OK, but because he's he has this like brain cancer, there's just this like outpouring of respect for the maverick from both sides that like is arguably not warranted. But I want to read to you a clip. Or a, a segment from a CNN piece, okay? Okay. In a Washington moment for the ages, Senator John McClain claimed the role of an aging lion to try to save the Senate, composing a moving political aria for the chamber and the country that he loves. With a deep red scar etched from his eyebrow to his temple, the legacy of brain surgery less than two weeks ago, McCain beseeched his colleagues to forsake political tribalism and restore the chamber to a spirit of compromise that had helped forge national greatness. And then he voted yes on this thing. And then the following day, they had this thing. They voted on this idea of a skinny repeal. So to repeal Obamacare and John McCain and two other Republican senators voted no on it. And then um, so this bill that he voted yes on or this vote passed with Pence breaking the tie. So when there's a tie in the Senate, the vice president has to come in and vote. So it was 50 to 51. The repeal vote happened and and three Republicans, including McCain. Wait a minute. So they're so they're giving I, I I actually could not understand the clip that you read like I the language I don't understand what's happening there it's like so symbolic it just like doesn't I don't get the like why is everyone so like the basic thing is everyone or at least this like CNN article and everyone else who's praising him is praising him just because he showed up right like well, he showed up he has a scar on his face he's an old yeah, but, man he's a maverick he's trying to serve the country that he loves yeah but smith in the clip you read it says that he like you know brought together broke both sides and like tribalism and something what are they talking about did he like did he do some kind of compromisey shit no he gave a speech before voting yes what was the speech about? Was it like, like, let's all be peaceful, but I'm just going to... The speech was about forsaking political tribalism and restoring the chamber to a spirit of compromise. I mean, he had to vote some way, right? So either way, he wasn't going to compromise. Yeah, but I mean, if he's making the speech about like bringing together both sides and like forsaking tribalism for like rationale, then he should have voted no. Because that's the only rational <laughs> Right, exactly. And then um, he votes no on the next night. So, like, I don't... He just, like, wanted to position himself as the hero. I don't know. It's unclear to me. I... 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 That's gross. Yeah. That's really gross. 
Ew, I hate, I'm sorry, but I just, I, I, I'm so tired of these, like, crusty the deep men. red scar. Yeah, I know. I'm just so it's... tired of them running everything and just, like, then their little, like, counterparts who are our age just praising them Ugh. and just becoming no. them again. No, just, no, it's horrible. What is that? It's just, ugh. So the next thing is that more sanctions have been placed. Surprise, surprise. Every time I see sanctions on Russia, I think about, I think it was one of the episodes we recorded before we really started, before we had good gear. And we were talking about Obama placing sanctions on Russia. And you were just like, (laughs) the phrase was like, bad Putin, sanctions. And I just like (laughs) replay that in my head over and over again. Do you remember saying that? (laughs) Really? No. Bad Putin, sanctions. Bad Putin, sanctions. (laughs) Sanctions. So basically this past week, the House and the Senate voted on this bill that would place more sanctions on Russia, Iran, and North Korea, and also limit Trump's ability to lift the sanctions. And this got overwhelming support. It got over 400 votes in the House, and I think only three senators voted against it in, in the Senate, okay? One of whom was Bernie Sanders. Sorry, but what are the nature of the sanctions? The nature of the sanctions are... Like, are they economic? Or are they the individual? They're economic, yeah. So it's something about, like... Let, like... Let, me, let me actually look this up so that we can be good about the Russian sanctions. Okay, so basically, the legislation enshrines into law sanctions that the Obama White House placed on the country for meddling in the 2016 presidential election and imposes some new sanctions on Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Oh, I'm sorry, it was 98 to 2 in the Senate. Okay. Oh, okay, so the new bill would allow the U.S. sanction U.S. to sanction any company involved in the maintenance or development of Russian energy export pipelines that could cripple the construction of a colossal natural gas pipeline between Russia and Germany, known as Nord Stream Two. Oh, wow. Nordstrom, which is owned by the Russian energy giant Gazprom, but also has European investors. Let me just get this right: people from the EU, no, people from America. It's only U.S., right? Or is the EU involved in this? The EU is not involved. They don't support it. Okay, U.S. business people are not allowed to invest in or basically work with anyone building that pipeline. Am I right? Can you, can you say that wording again? Yeah, so... Shit is so petty. It's so funny. The new bill would allow the U.S. to sanction any company involved in the maintenance or development of Russia's energy export pipelines. That could cripple the construction of a colossal natural gas pipeline between Russia and Germany. Yet... It's it's really funny that you say it's petty because one of the um, tweets I earmarked, you don't know who Jesus is, do you? No. He started out as like a Twitter person and now he and this other person named Mero have a podcast together that they've had for a long time and then they recently got a show on Viceland. Okay? Okay. 
But his tweet is, last part of these Russian sanctions are petty AF. And then the screenshot he has from these sanctions bills is, it was not immediately clear how many American workers would have to leave because the Kremlin's announcement did not detail which employees were to be included in the count. There are hundreds of staff members in Russia, including workers construction constructing an embassy building in Moscow. Starting on August 1st, Russia will also block access to a warehouse in Moscow, as well as to a bucolic site along the Moscow River where staff members walk their dogs and hold barbecues. Sorry, I, I missed said before. Like, this is this is Russia's response to American sanctions. And it kind of makes me realize, like, sanctions in general just seem to be kind of petty. Yeah, that's what I think that's what where, where my like bad written sanctions came from. It's like a, it's like a giant slap on the wrist. It's like a giant hand yeah. and a giant wrist. It's yeah. like it's like it's so like patronizing in a way because well, it's patronizing in the sense that it is very much like punishing a child. The thing that was also really frustrating at sanctions is that, like, sometimes these big economic sanctions, the repercussions are that, as I've said before, they end up affecting everyday people in a way that is just, like, not fair. I'm still a little bit unclear. So it's like, I, I get what on the U.S. side, basically, it said, like, any U.S. companies. Let me just look it up and so we can stop speculating. Okay, what are the sanctions? Here we go. All right, this this article is by that guy, Terrell Starr, who I stopped following on Twitter because I was, like, irritated, but he might come through for us now. The American sanctions specifically target Russia's energy sec- sector, which makes up more than half of the country's gross domestic product. No U.S. oil company can do business with Russia, nor can any company sell drilling technology need to access oil and gas reserves. U.S. banks cannot issue long-term loans to Russian businesses for energy-focused projects. European banks are also prohibited from engaging in similar financing as the European Union has also sanctioned Moscow in the past. Consequently, Russian companies have been forced to rely on Beijing for loans for significantly lower amounts. So thank you, Mr. Starr, for coming through. Yeah, yeah. In general, U.S. companies are sanctioned from. But what that actually means is like these are the companies, banks, right, the actual oil companies, the equipment for drilling oil, all the stuff related, loans, nothing, no one can like participate in right. in the oil industry specifically not other energy i'm like really surprised that there aren't american lobbyists who are pushing for that to not be the case it just seems like kind of bad i'm sure there are that's one thing i did come across while reading is like there is a worldwide oil glut right now and i guess the amount of oil we've been getting from russia has gone down in recent years maybe partially due to sanctions but maybe we're just not as dependent on them as we used to be making it harder to drill in the arctic making hard for people to fund to drill in the Arctic. I'm personally happy about that. Yeah, why not? But yeah, the concept of sanctions. I mean, even the wording, the like public wording, right? The standardized wording of like what is happening with a sanction. What was the first thing you read? Something you read just now was like, yeah, the US is like doing this to punish Russia for their meddling right. in the election. Punitive. Yeah. yeah, it's it really feels like like daddy USA is going to it's going to put you in your room. It's like so creepy. That might not be the the language in the actual legislation. That might just be media's way of representing No, it's that. not. I definitely have heard politicians talk like that. I mean, I remember like yeah, from the Obama administration, just the way people talk about sanctions is like they did a bad thing. It's very moralistic. Like Russia did a yeah, bad thing yeah. and we're, you know what? We're not going to put up with that. Like the world will not stand for that. We're going to make them poorer. We're going to take away their allowance. Like literally, it's like it's very parental and and it's fucked up because Again, like, okay, so the idea of a sanctions is in some way harm, harm the country. And 
if you say that you're harming, like, <sighs> yeah, but Lily, you can't honestly, like, you can't necess- in this case, you can't necessarily separate the Russian government from the Russian people, right? Like, the maybe the general idea is like you impose sanctions, you make conditions bad enough for everyday people that the public opinion sways such that the leaders have to do something to reverse the sanctions, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, we're just going to try to, like, make a bunch of people poor in this country. Like, the idea is that the leader cares enough about the well-being of the people in their country that they do something to rectify it. This is the best part, though. When is the U.S. government going to learn from what they're doing? That it doesn't work? It doesn't work. I mean, okay, let's, like, look at the concrete example in Russia. There have been sanctions since, what, 2012? Like, a long time. Maybe a little bit later from Crimea. Uh, the, the crisis, so-called, when like the ruble, the value of the ruble basically halved um, in a short period of time, like just when I moved here, so 2014, um, maybe it started before that, I'm not sure. But like, uh, again, related to a lot of factors, but like definitely pretty sure that sanctions were one of them because it was also just like sanctions also sort of shift things around so like the u.s can kind of like for example like do something like this where they're like no we're not going to get oil from you so like i think that they also did something similar with oil then because as what's his name terrence pointed out terrell terrell the like economy is like very much dependent on that so you know if you fuck with oil basically you can fuck with the entire economy and the whole country has been in like a what's called an economic crisis which referred to as an economic crisis for years now because of that okay sorry i'm just wrapping up to the point here which is that the only effect of that is actually that putin has been able to rally people against the u.s by being like look what these assholes are doing right it's in no way is it like making people be like we're putin the u.s is saying that you're bad we're mad at you that like shit is getting really bad in our economy please fix it like it's just the absolute opposite effect i want to i want to read this because after he details what the sanctions are he he has a section titled how effective have the sanctions been and it looks like he has some numbers so i want to read them okay? okay well there's the rub there is no consensus on whether they work or not because there is no universal measure of determining their effectiveness much of it depends on what the enacting parties have in mind in the case of russia economic sanctions are designed to hit russia in its energy sector where the country is most vulnerable the russian economy is not very diverse so if its energy sector is disrupted in any way it will in fact cause problems as you say russia's gdp contracted 3.7 percent in 2015 because of sanctions and low oil prices forcing Moscow to make budget cuts. As for loans, Beijing has become the biggest lender to Russian companies, but the amount it lends pale in comparison to what the EU and the US typically lend. In 2013, China loaned Russia companies $11.6 billion compared to the $22 billion from the UK alone. Huge difference. If the aim is to hurt the Russian economy, then the sanctions are working. As for a change in Moscow's behavior, that hasn't taken place. Russian troops are still in Crimea and rebels are still fighting Ukrainian forces with significant Russian military assistance. But sanctions are a long-term method that can easily take years before any real change in behavior from the targeted party occurs. It took more than three decades of sanctioning Iran before the Obama administration significantly dialed them down with the controversial Iran deal. Of course, while Iran has followed the 
letter of the deal, Obama said in December that Tehran was not adhering to the spirit of the deal. That's funny that, okay, so that language got used again by the Trump administration. At any rate, the International Atomic Energy Agency has said Iran has passed all of its inspections with a few minor exceptions. Depending on who you ask, Iran is behaving much better than in times past because it sees the benefit of having its oil in the global market, and that economic isolation was not in its long-term interests. As for Russia, a significant change in behavior would be a withdrawal of its supports for rebels in Ukraine. That should result in some significant lifting of sanctions, but how long it will take for Russia to make such a move is unknown. Yeah, so he's he's basically making the same point, and he's also using that kind of... Um paternalistic language yeah but he he doesn't he doesn't point out that there's actually an opposite effect like he points out that it's not really working but the opposite effect is that you can use you know like you could use with any sort of almost like a war situation or any adversary situation where you like point to an outside enemy right um and rallies rally patriotism around it it's quite potent for people to see their money value drop in half and then be able to be like the u.s did that Okay, so, so you know, two senators voted against this. One of them was Bernie Sanders. And he actually voted against it because of the Iran portion of the bill. I'm going to introduce this person named Eric Garland. Do you know who this is? Kind of familiar? I don't know. I have seen him cropping up on Twitter for, like, fairly regularly and, like, had seen his face. And he just seems to say really idiotic things, as far as I can tell. I think that he's in, like, the Democratic slant. But the... Uh, summary I found for him on the internet is obviously like something he wrote or his PR people wrote, but I'll read it to you. Eric Garland is a professional futurist. He is an advisor to executives at top corporations and government agencies as an expert in future research and competitive intelligence. His dozens of major clients include Ford, Coca-Cola, Johnson Johnson, Siemens, Wyeth, and Goodyear. Okay. I think the best way of explaining this person is he like runs this consulting company and then he also like spews bullshit on the internet and like somehow has like a following around that. Okay. Okay. Get ready. So this is his chain of tweets following the vote. Okay. I am a Vermonter. Known Bernie Sanders a long time. Used to have respect for him. I condemn him now in the strongest possible terms. Bernard Sanders, yet another flatlander to bring his ideology to Vermont, will not defend America, much less my native republic. I am sad to see his career end in shame, but end in shame it will and must. He allowed America's democracy to be violated. Sanders is not a son of Vermont. He is not an inheritor of our values of inviolable liberty, sovereignty, justice, and laws. If Sanders will not stand with America, much less Vermont, my ancestral home, against Russia, he has betrayed both republic and country. Bernard Sanders, leave the republic of Vermont. Leave the state it became beg forgiveness for the nation which it joined with great faith what a blowhard oh my god yeah i know and then i think i think like greenwald of course we have to bring him up responded to this and was just like wow people have really become unhinged <laughs> and this guy has like 148,000 followers on twitter like he's not just like some random person he has a lot of followers. Um, the, the other tweet I wanted to mention was the Department of State tweeted out, vote in Congress for sanctions legislation represents will of Americans to see Russia improve relations with the U.S. Improve relations with the U.S. means do what the U.S. wants you yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's Such really... a joke. God damn.
So we kind of talked about Trump tweeting out the ban on trans people in the military, but this one is going to come out before that. So we can talk about it again or we can just... Tweeted it out? Yes, he tweeted it out. Oh, that is disgusting. I didn't really like, comprehend. Can you Can you read the tweet? Yeah. Okay, so it's three tweets. After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow dot 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 more than three dots dot 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 transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming dot 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 victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is all. Thank what? you for your time. What's the dot dot dots about? The dot, like he's linking tweets, you know, because you have a limited number of characters. Oh. More to come, dot, 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 dot. But yeah, there were just like a bunch of responses, one of which was like the government spends like tens of times more um, for Viagra and Cialis in the military than they do on, on trans medicine. And do you look at Chelsea Manning's Twitter ever? No, but I think we're following. Yeah, we are following her. And it's she her Twitter is like kind of amazing. Like she says these things and then she always follows up with like these fun emojis. So after this was tweeted out, she commented commented so biggest baddest most money military on earth cries about a few trans people frowdy face but funds the f-35 which is some sort of i don't know like multi-billion dollar project or something wait let's find out exactly what it is it's some sort of plane i think fighter jet the lockheed martin f-35 lightning is a family of single seat single engine all-weather steel multi-role fighters but funds the F-35 sounds cowardice. And then she always follows her tweets with the cool emoji, the heart, two heart emojis and a rainbow. Didn't Trump, sorry, Tinder, didn't Trump say something about that plane though at one point where he was like, too much money. Yeah, he did. It, but yeah, probably. Sounds like a lot of money, but not as much as we're spending on trans people. <laughs> not as much as we're spending on trans people. And then basically it was like, oh, he hadn't consulted his generals at all. And they're basically just being like, oh, the Pentagon is like, well, we don't move forward on things unless they are written down as an official command. So nothing is coming of it yet. Nothing. Oh, wait. So this is just straight up just a tweet? Yes. Wait, so of his own accord? He just decided this? Yes. yes. Are you kidding me? Wait, so why is everyone, like, just, why? Okay. Uh, it's so annoying. I wish that we could just, like, ignore him. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was telling Grace. I was like, we should just all literally like nobody respond to him ever and that would is the one thing that would drive him insane if the media stopped I, i've said this in the very beginning if people stopped writing about his tweets and stuff like as though they're real things i mean i don't know that not that that would like fix anything but at least it would piss him off like she scotch is that reebok is she smoking bob molly listening to iggy pop like no bitch these is bands on my feet and this ain't bob molly this is tia's favorite og Okay, so so the last saga, and this might be the best one actually. Trump hires on a new communication director named Anthony Scaramucci. He used to be like a finance guy, and then he kind of found his way into like politics via the media. Okay. 
Okay. And I'm going to play a clip of him. Wait, he hired him for what? Communication director role, which is like above the press secretary. It's the person that takes the care of all like the communication stuff in the White House. He did a press conference just to like introduce himself to the press. And I'm going to play you a little clip from that conference. Okay. Okay. Sarah, go ahead. So, two quick questions. The first one, obviously, we know the president has been feeling under siege with the Russia investigations, both at the Department of Justice, but also on the Hill. Do you feel like he was feeling exposed? He didn't have people adequately coming to his defense? Is that part of the reason that we, are, we have you here no, today? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. So, so one of the things that I'm um, doing today um, is I sort of didn't have my White House counsel briefing before I'm having the press briefing. So I want to limit my remarks related to the Russia situation and things like that. But here's what I tell you about the president. He's the most competitive person I've ever met. Okay, I've seen this guy throw a dead spiral through a tire. I've seen him at Madison Square Garden with a top coat on. He's standing in the key and he's hitting foul shots and swishing them. Okay, he sinks three-foot pots. I don't see this guy as a guy that's ever under siege. This is a very, very competitive person. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of incoming that comes into the White House, but the president's a winner, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to do a lot of winning. <laughs> oh, my God, I need a tissue. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so do you have a sense of this person now? Yeah, he's a winner. Yeah, yeah, no. I okay. Was, yeah, sure. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's okay. also a winner. Right. Team so of now, winners. Okay. Now, team of winners. So now that I've introduced this, um, a few, like a day or so after it's announced that he's taking over the comms role, uh, Politico runs this piece about his finance finances, and they get his documents from publicly accessible databases or whatever. Okay? All publicly available documents. All right? Okay. He tweets out in response... In light of the leak of my financial disclosure info, which is a felony, it's not, I will be contacting, this is on Twitter, at FBI and the at Justice Department, hashtag swamp, and then he ats who was at the time the chief of staff, Reince Priebus. Have you ever heard of this person? Yeah. Because he believes that Reince Priebus, yeah, it's a ridiculous name, Reince Priebus is the one who leaked it. Other things get leaked, like he had a meeting with somebody that he didn't want people to know he had a meeting with. So he calls, of his own volition, this journalist Ryan Lizza at The New Yorker. And I'm just going to read you a section from, and, and Ryan Lizza obviously recorded the conversation, and I'm just going to read to you a section from the article he wrote around it, okay? Okay. <laughs> Is it an assistant to the president, he asked? He's trying to figure out who leaked this stuff. Again, I told him I couldn't say. Okay, I'm going to fire every one of them, and then you haven't protected anybody, so the entire place will be fired over the next two weeks. I asked him why it was so important for the dinner to be kept a secret. Surely, I said, it would not It would become public at some point. I've asked people not to leak things for a period of time and give me a honeymoon period, he said. They won't do it. He was getting more and more worked up and eventually convinced himself that Priebus was my source. They'll all be fired by me, he said. I fired one guy the other day. I have three to four people I'll fire tomorrow. I'll get to the person who leaked that to you. Reince Priebus, if you want to leak something, he'll be asked to resign very shortly. The issue, he said, was that he believed Priebus had been worried about the dinner because he hadn't been invited. Reince is a fucking paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoic, Scaramucci said. He channeled Priebus as he spoke. 
oh, Bill Shine is coming in. Let me leak the fucking thing and see if I can cock block these people the way I cock blocked Scaramucci for six months. Priebus did not respond to a request for comment. Scaramucci was particularly incensed by a Politico report about his financial disclosure form, which he viewed as an illegal act of retaliation by Priebus. The reporter said Thursday morning that the document was publicly available and she had attained it from the Export-Import Bank. Scaramucci didn't know this at the time and he insisted to me that Priebus had leaked the document and that the act was a felony. I've called the FBI and the Department of Justice, he told me. Are you serious, I asked? The swamp will not defeat him, he said, breaking into third person. They're trying to resist me, but it's not going to work. I've done nothing wrong on my financial disclosures, so they're going to have to go fuck themselves. Scaramucci also told me that unlike other senior officials, he has no interest in media attention. I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock, he said, speaking of Trump's chief strategist. I'm not trying to build my own brand off the fucking strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. Bannon declined to comment. So much cock language. She's one of those guys. Yeah. But this is the the communications director for the White House saying that he's not like the chief strategist of the White House who's trying to suck his own cock. He sounds like he's really like on the tr- sort of taking quite a few leaves out of Trump's book. I mean, he really yeah. he really is using similar tactics like of crazy like the like, <laughs> just making things, saying things are randomly illegal, saying things are felonies. That he right. has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> right. Oh, wanting to fire everyone. That's like, is, is he just on The Apprentice? Like, I mean, The Apprentice. <laughs> Wait, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just like it's frightening in a way. I mean, especially like hearing that kind of. I mean, it's really it's yeah, it's scary hearing that kind of like what sounds sort of paranoid language about like i'm gonna fire all of them i'm gonna fire them until i get to the guy who leaked the publicly available documents like (laughs) who sent that link to the person that is supposed to be hard to find okay i don't have enough time to find that kind of shit (laughs) the seo on that database is shit (laughs) so he is gonna he wants to fire people specifically about like leaking information that he was at some dinner well, that, but then also in general, the White House has had a lot of issues with leakage. And so he's just like kind of rampaging. But yeah, I, I do think you're right that he definitely has this like Trump-esque propensity for being a ridiculous human. And like maybe Trump loves that about him. It's like his little protege. Yeah, and in yeah. that same press conference, he just like, is like, Trump has shown me so much. He's, you know, like, I love him. I lo- he like goes on and on about how much he loves him and like how he's opened his eyes to the world. <laughs> it's like Trump is is Scaramucci's. Oh, the other part of it is that Scaramucci goes by the Mooch. Yeah, I see that in Wikipedia right here. <laughs> actually, yes, actually, he looks quite. He looks like young. He's fifty three, but he's aged nicely. He did a good job with the Botox. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is just, like, cut from the same cloth as Trump. Yeah, I mean, they do this, like, we're New York guys thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of New York guys. We just, uh, like, calling everyone, like, cocksuckers and stuff. Yeah. That that whole, like, that, that sort of power trip of, like, cursing a lot. Or being vulgar, you know what I mean? It's, like, a, not a power thing, but it's kind of, like... It is, it is actually, because you, you have to be in a certain position of authority and then you can just like be really vulgar about everything, right? Yes, but I also think that there's people that use rampant vulgarity who aren't in positions of power. 
Yes, but when you use it in a position of power, it has a specific effect. Because, like, you're the only one who uses it often. You're, like, the, the person who's cursing saying. and yeah. everyone else is not. But, yeah. but, I, but like, that actually, I don't know. I'm not, like, I'm actually not really against vulgarity. So um, that doesn't bother me as much as the, like, other shit that was going on and what he was saying and, and him being so just like r- repeating the rhetoric of Trump so closely and like the p- the positioning and everything. It's really just this like yeah. way of talking. Like, I, I guess it was the same. I noticed that too in, in Trump's speech, the, um, Boy Scouts. the Boy Scouts. <laughs> like, <laughs> his, this way of talking that's like, it's like forcibly on output, like so forcibly that you definitely can't really imagine responding to it. Wait, what do you mean forcibly on output? I know, that's like a hard way to... Okay. Um, I mean, like, it's... Okay, maybe that's obvious because it's a speech, but it's something about um, the way the statement is... The way statements are made, that they don't feel... Okay, on the one hand, they don't feel possible to respond to, in a way. Um, They're, like, sort of self-contained, and, like, there's just... It doesn't feel like you can, can like, have the conversation about them. But okay. on the other hand, it's more about just like things just I, I, it's almost like a visual I have of just like the speech just like spurting out of their mouths in this unidirectional way that almost isn't even related to like their brains. Like, does he really believe that? Like, does he really think about these things? I, I, I have trouble like imagining a thought process behind them. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, it almost just seems like they are spewing it Can- like the. That's it's canned, yeah. Like that kind of um, just like stimulus response thing combined with just like how it feels as it comes out of their mouth. Like they really just like like the their voice talking sound, yeah, and like the the timbre of their voice and like the volume and like the way people's faces look when they're spewing at them. I don't know. Yeah, like there just doesn't seem to be a lot of thought happening. Definitely not in the moment, if ever. It also feels like he almost doesn't really realize maybe the consequences of what he says. And I think you could say that about Trump too. Like, all people say that all the time. It's almost like he just he like almost can't be held responsible for what he says, kind of thing. Just saying that saying that someone in his who's in his cabinet, right? Like Steve Bannon, insulting him so publicly it's it's that's so absurd it's really absurd especially coming from the person who's supposed to be like making sure the white house is presented publicly in a good way (laughs) yeah like just straight up really just like straight up trash talking but you almost feel like because of the sort of energy of the way that he's speaking in that kind of language and like you can just hear it even in the written interview you can just hear that that like forcible unidirectional language vomiting yeah yeah yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, it's like this guy talks a lot and he talks at people a lot. And he probably, like, potentially doesn't, like, really care that he said that or remember maybe. And if now that it's in print and, like, you know, people are going to be like, you said that. I was like, man, he's like, I, 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 I work with the guy. What can I say? He's yeah. just guy. He, he's a say? good guy. He's a good, he's good guy. guy. He's fine. He's a great guy. Sometimes he sucks his own cock, but not all the time. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. They they can kind of get away with it by just saying other things over it that will just sort of be louder. Oh wait, okay. And then the last thing is that Ryan's Priebus was replaced <laughs> with this uh, general secretary John F. Kelly Kennedy. Isn't he the chief of staff? Ryan's Priebus was yeah, but then I think today he 
got, got replaced. Fired. Yeah, yeah. That's like I'm. This is this is that's scary. Is it? I don't know. Why is that scary? Just somebody ramping, ramping. Somebody raging about how many people they're gonna fire, and then people getting fired. Yeah, but but it's not like well, yeah. That's the thing is like the the chain of command is unclear because like it seems like anybody can convince Trump of pretty much anything. Wait, why do you say that? Well, just like it could be like oh, Scaramucci like fucking hates Reince Priebus, and so he just like drums up this tirade against him, and like Trump believes it. Wait, why does he hate him? Because he blocked him from getting into the White House earlier on. Okay, so. He hates him, right? And because... So he really speaks the same language as Trump. It's really a type of, yeah. like, horrible, a certain generation male way of interacting, um, a certain, like, class and generation. And they just both share that, and I guess that probably makes Trump really feel comfortable. So they're just like, yeah, like, who is this asshole? Like, I don't know. I and then there's just, just his asshole Ryan Priebus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's just Trump's life. Like, if and now he's the president. So if before he fired people on TV or in his own company, now he fires people in the White House, and nothing has changed. It's just, it's so, it's this is a real. This I feel like I'm in a reality show that's trolling me, and I hate it. Okay. Um, oh, we have to do another body update. Gonna head on down to the beach today. Surf on my girl across the way. Cause all I wanna do is cry. Ask Mother Nature why, why, why. Listen to the cramps on my stereo. Turn it up my body update is that I ate almost exclusively bread today <laughs> so i feel a little bit bloated because that's what happens when you eat only bread i have a bread puff now i had like seven different kinds of bread my armpit hair is getting long but just out of laziness like i actually want to shave but i just have you should you should just let it go for a little no, bit to re-remember i do that no, i do that sometimes I, I do and like sometimes it happens it's not like i'm against it i just not i just i just not in the mood i die the mood but I haven't been in the mood to shave either. So Oh, because, yeah, right now I'm taking cold showers because oh, that's a really annoying common thing in Russia is that in the summer, it's like totally normal for your hot water to be turned off like for weeks. Oh, really? Wait. <laughs> yeah. And that's happening because like, even, in your, the pipes. even in your nice thing? Yeah. Basically in the like old apartments, I think it's probably I'm pretty sure it's more common in the like like all the apartments that i live in the like ones in the center i i it, but it's not pleasurable and it's definitely not like i'm not gonna like calmly shave my armpits yeah. in the stream <laughs> of cold yeah. that's the episode thank you for listening be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at she's in russia and consider signing up for our newsletter you can do that on our website at cheese in russia and also don't forget to call in and leave your thoughts or comments at 347-292-7126 cheeseinrussia.com cheeseinrussia.com